Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey guys, how's it going? So Palpatine first met Anakin in The Phantom Menace. He was the chosen one for the Jedi and now for Palpatine. Palps coerced Anakin patiently into the dark side since he first met him, strategically planting seeds into his mind until the time came to do what must be done and execute Order 66. Anakin was Palpatine's protege. He was everything to him. He was to be more powerful than Sidious and to rule the galaxy together. However, when Anakin fell to Obi-Wan, or rather to his own arrogance in thinking he could defeat his former master atop a less favorable position against the high ground, Sidious was devastated. In the film Revenge of the Sith, we see Vader being put together in Palpatine's medical facility on Coruscant, the best medical droids at his service, applying an out-of-date suit so Vader would live with the pain of his failure, mentally and physically, forever. But did you ever wonder what was Sidious thinking while Vader was being put together? His prized new apprentice, the one he had tried to turn to the dark side, had now just become a fraction of the man that he almost became. How did Sidious take it? How did he feel about it? What did he think of Vader now? The following excerpt comes not from Matthew Stover's Rent of the Sith novelization of the film, but rather Patricia C. Reed's junior novelization of Revenge of the Sith. And it's quite interesting what Palpatine's thoughts were in this scene. So here we go. Do it, the Emperor snapped. The droids bobbed their consent and went to work. Darth Sidious paced. Even the Dark Lord of the Sith, with all the resources and technology of the new galactic empire behind him, can do little to hurry the healing process. Much later, a medical droid appeared. My lord, the construction is finished. The droid informed him, he lives. Good, Darth Sidious said with something very like relief. Good. The droid brought him to the operating room. A black figure lay on the operating table. Black gloves and boots covered the new mechanical limbs. A mirror, shiny black mask hid the scarred face. The table began to tilt, moving the figure to an upright position. There was the sound of breathing. Yes, Darth Sidious thought, he will terrify them. And even if he is not as powerful as I had once hoped, he will still be more powerful than anyone else. What blows my mind about this is that even though Sidious is as powerful as he is, and he had everything at his fingertips, you know, money, all the medical equipment that he needed, and you know, he was always so patient. We've never really actually seen him worry or look stressed out, you know, maybe except in the early stages of his battle against Yoda. But nothing in comparison to pacing around anxiously like he was here. For the first time, Sidious didn't have it all planned out. This went completely opposite of how he wanted things to go, and how he had planned things to go for over a decade. I'm sure he was worried what would happen if Vader didn't survive, if he was merely a shell of what Anakin could have become. Where would Sidious have gone? Would he have found Maul again? Would he train his old apprentice to do his bidding? Or would he find a new apprentice to take Vader's place? That's a fanfiction for another time. 
So the next paragraph that I'm going to read describes what Anakin felt as he turned his head and spoke for the first time. Now essentially it writes that a mechanical voice spoke for him, and if you didn't know, I'll fill you in super quick so we can get onto the scene, which goes more into detail about Sidious. So Vader's throat was completely burned like the rest of his body, you know, in and out, so he whispered and it was super raspy and quiet. So the sound modulator amplified his voice. It had to. Otherwise, no one would be able to hear or understand him. Vader then asks about Padme. Where is Padme? Is she safe? Is she alright? To which Sidious thinks this before he tells him that Anakin killed her. It's the most twisted inner monologue that I've read in Star Wars at least one of, so buckle up. Here it is. And now, the final touch, Darth Sidious thought. The words that will bind him forever to the dark side. And they won't even be a lie. Not really. I'm afraid she died, he said, putting a hint of gentle sorrow and reproach into his voice. It seems in your anger you killed her. Vader groaned in protest, and then he screamed, leaning forward. He broke the straps that had held onto the table and screamed again. So... In the not-junior novelization, in the regular novelization, Vader actually reaches out in the Force to attack Sidious, which he calls the Shadow, and then he realizes that he's really not powerful anymore, and he can never touch the Shadow. He can never actually kill Sidious if he wanted to. I'll make a little quick video on that, or maybe make it as a TikTok or something, but it's a rather interesting little piece from the novelization itself, and that one's from Matthew Stover. The excerpt goes on to say some more about what Vader was going through and doing, and it says, And while Vader screamed, Sidious smiled. His apprentice was his, now, forever. So the fact that Sidious knows this is going to destroy Vader, and yet does it for the sole reason to trap him to his orders for the rest of his life, is truly, really evil. And I guess we know exactly why he's called Sidious. He knows that once Vader is left with nothing and no one, you know, especially since Padme was his everything and the reason he did all of this for and turned the whole galaxy upside over just to save her, Sidious locks him in by telling him that, hey, she's dead and you did it. So now at this point, Sidious is all that he has left and Vader will be loyal to him forever. You know, of course, until Luke shows up, which Luke is really the last little bit of Padme as well, if you think about it. So I'm sure Vader saw some of his wife inside of Luke too, you know, this is their son. And in the end, it was Luke that continued to see the good within Vader, and this was a very Padme-esque quality. And so I'm sure this also resonated deep within Anakin, who was trapped in Vader, who of course rose and brought balance to the Force. So while it was very sick and twisted for Palpatine, you know, to say these things and manipulate Vader the way he did, I always found it really interesting in this excerpt that he was pacing around, and he was just overall nervous in his mind. So I hope you enjoyed understanding and learning about his thoughts in the junior novelization of Revenge of the Sith. Go check out the book yourself or the ebook, and I'll see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Thanks so much for watching this one. Make sure you check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And check out the forums at StarWarsTheory.com. Some of you guys are making some really interesting debates on there, and I love just reading some of the things you guys have to say sometimes. Not to mention the memes are pretty fire too, so thanks for enjoying this video. I hope you did, and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the video. I'm doing this little end segment to tell you about my Spotify and also to help this video reach eight minutes long. So if you haven't checked out my Spotify, I have new episodes every single day. Every single episode is a new episode that you find on Star Wars Theory. 
remastered with sound effects and a higher production value. You guys already helped the podcast reach top 10 in the world for its category, and I hope to be number one soon. And to do that, I've got big plans. November 1st, all the content on YouTube will remain the same. You guys will be getting fan fictions, comics, theories, me just talking to you guys like I normally do, and so much more. Not to mention fan films, episode two in a couple years, and animations. And on Spotify, you guys will be getting exclusive part twos to fan fictions that I never finished, as well as exclusive episodes and 20-part, that's right, 20-part what-if scenarios and fan fictions itself. Those will be acted out. They'll have sound effects. They'll have different music. Everything will have a custom and organic feel to the Spotify platform. So if you haven't already, go over to Spotify at Star Wars Theory and check me out. I guarantee you'll find something that you like. And if you don't, well, (laughs) just turn it off, I guess. But I'm quite sure you'll like it. The response has been absolutely amazing, and I thank you guys for that. Once again, that's Star Wars Theory on Spotify. Fulfill your destiny.